Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. I hope you had a fantastic day today um, and we're midweek, um, so um, I hope you had a great week. Uh, I'm really honoured by having you here today. I know you take your time, time out of your busy schedule um, and so I appreciate your presence. Um, it is important for me to have this conversation, it is important for me to have this podcast, just share the knowledge of the research I've done and, and, and to bring about um, a conversation on topics I think are important and, and I hope that you find it important too and you can have that conversation with your friends and the most important point of this conversation is to heal because if we do not heal we will always be angry. So. We have to go back in time, understand all that lies between Atwa, all that lies between the currents and waves, and 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 understand her India's currents, her Bharat's currents, and what how the waves are formed. So today we're going to continue on the topic of the Vedas, Dharma, and Hinduism. So just to recap. Uh, all inhabitants of a region today uh, divided into several countries that's of the Indian subcontinent, that is Afghanistan, Pakistan, Nepal, you could say, India, Bangladesh, Bhutan, Sri Lanka. We are all Hindus or Hindustani. Okay, The earlier word was Hindustani, today we're Hindus. Uh, citizens who were formed out of centuries of, and thousands of years of nomadic refugees, nomadic. No, nomadic people, refugees, slave colonization, uh, those who passed through the land. Hindustan was a region and Hindus, Hinduism is not a religion, okay? But an invention of South Asian feudalism and arose from the influx of African, Semitic and Central Asian refugees from the region around Hindustan. Um, it was. It uses a Vedic terminology, but it has an Abrahamic flat Earth mentality. So Hinduism actually is is, is Vedic te- terminology, but the mentality is Abrahamic. Okay, get it's just the same. It's an Abrahamic us versus them mentality. Today, the ter- modern term Hinduism is used to signify collective works of history, ideologies, right from the time of our Veda- Vedic ancestors until our present time. In reality, what we call um, an ideology or knowledge on the Indian subcontinent, we call it dharma, sanatan dharma. Sanatan means forever, eternal. Dharma means uh, a, a, a word, um, a, an umbrella term for your duty, your duty to balance your electromagnetic field and and uh, balance it and remove the negative, make sure you... You, you don't go to negative, don't go to too positive, you balance it, heal, and remain in sync with, with the society around you. So, Sanatan Dharma, the word is not Hinduism. Okay, modern day citizens of India, Pakistan, and Bangladesh, and some citizens of different other countries that make up the Indian subcontinent, very often call ourselves Desi. So when you hear the word Desi, very often in a conversation involving citizens and of one of the various countries that now make up the Indian subcontinent, you will hear the term Desi mentality, meaning the mentality from the subcontinent as we share somewhat the same history. Even then, we belong, even, even though we belong to different political uh, entities today, we are all Desi. 
Desi comes from the word desh, meaning country in Hindi. Thus it tells you a tale that we were all at one time one country, uh, one desh, as we say on the subcontinent. Uh, that one country or state was Hindustan and the citizens are Hindus. Since the invading geopolitical empires converted us, we have several religions that are actually relics of empires. Among them, we have various other dharmic groups today. While it does not matter which part of the subcontinent you come from, we came from the same desh, desh or country. Uh, thus, all citizens of the form of, of former Hindustan are called Hindus or Hindustani is the word used. Um, until the 1960s, 60s, even 70s, we use the word Hindustani. Today we use, use the word Hindus, but Hindus actually came from the name of the subcontinent, people of the subcontinent. So whether you're Muslim, Christian, Sikh, Buddhist, Pakistani, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, we're all Desis, formerly called Hindustani. Although followers of other religion and now individual countries might not want to admit today, the facts don't change. Whatever the modern geopolitical label we give ourselves, we shared at one time the same country and the same days. So that was the little uh, wrap up. Um, today we're going to do the Vedas. Okay, so uh, we're going to touch on the Vedas a little bit. Okay, so the foundational basis of life on the, in the Indian subcontinent are based on the knowledge of the cosmos or astronomy found in the Vedas. The Indian subcontinent is the last region in the world to keep and use the knowledge from the ancient worlds prior to the organized feudal religions taking shape. So she is the only surviving civilization from the previous world and the only civilization that the Abrahamic religions or colonial empires want to destroy. The Indian subcontinent um, is a vortex. The reason for this is that we are a vortex. You've seen a vortex. Uh, understanding the science behind it and our place in the electromagnetic cosmos is all important. The Vedas are four books that are believed to predate our current procession cycle. The word Vedas come from the root word vid, meaning to know. The Vedas mean knowledge, just like the word science. Science is a word of Latin origin, which also means knowledge. Our duty to ourselves is to be eternal, to be an eternal quest for knowledge, to find the balance and the equilibrium. So to understand Atwa all that lies in between, the knowledge at every junction in life has to be made into an intellectual laboratory. Um, we, we take out the knowledge, what we can learn, what we cannot learn, and we use it in, 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 our, in our journey ahead. And we have to always, always be in constant search of knowledge of the cycles that have made us up. That means the cycles, the layers and layers of tapestry and history, um, that make us 
who we are today. So in other words, our currents and waves. Who are we? Uh, what are the currents that form our waves? And this is a continuous journey that we have to understand and we have to use in order to balance our electromagnetic field. Using the modern interpretation of the Vedas, I will explain the Vedic or astronomical story of the creation using Sanskrit parables. Okay, so we're used to Adam and Eve, which is the Abrahamic term for life. God created Adam, God created Eve, and then they bore children, and the human race was formed, which is absolutely ignorant. Uh, it is in, I'm sorry, as the next question, I find it ignorant. When I was young, I believed it. But I found, um, I did my research, and I'm going to go through the Vedic story of creation. So in the beginning, there existed only the Milky Way or our cosmic galaxy. This is the foundation of space and time in Vedic cosmology. Kal Swabhavaha. Thus the electromagnetic field on which our universe is based. The Milky Way or our galaxy is known as cosmic waters of the casual ocean. The, de the deity Vishnu or Mahavishnu is said to be reclining on this ocean known as the Karan Odak. The ocean is said to flow from his own body and fills the lower half of the marital realm. Um, until now, that is, until this stage, there's no material world, no planets, no life, no elements. The cosmic universe is an equilibrium, and the that is, the electromagnetic field is balanced electrons, protons, and neutrons. The, these three charges are called sattvas, rajas, and tamas. There's no life, no, no ether, no water, no earth, air, fire, or sun, no different stages of co consciousness. Sleep, wakefulness, and deep sleep. This state was the origin, original basis of creation. This is called pradhana. Pradhana, okay? Pradhana, P-R-A-D-H-A-N-A. So the state of consciousness, um, no life, sleep, uh, no life, no earth, water, no different stages of consciousness, doesn't exist. Uh, sorry, it exists in its natural form. There's no material, no material life, um, no elements, no world, no planets. And this stage is called Pradhana. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. When the creator infuses this unmanifested nature, or pradhana, with his internal potency, the three charges, good, passion, and ignorance, that's the three qualities of sattva, rajas, and tamas, protons, electrons, and neutrons, the unmanifested becomes manifested. The manifested state of our cosmos is called prakriti. Uh, in Sanskrit, pra means before, Kriti means creation, so before creation. So before the manifested state, there was the unmanifested state. Um, and then afterwards, the creator infuses uh, the unmanifested state with three charges, um, protons, electrons, and neutrons, which is, in Vedic terms, is called sattva, rajas, and tamas. So basically, there's evolution, okay? There's photosynthesis going on. This is what you're trying to say in modern terms, photosynthesis. Um, the manifested state of our cosmos is called 
Prakriti in Vedic terminology. Uh, the that's Prakriti. Prakriti is the state of the cosmos before creation. Then time manifested itself. Okay, so Prakriti is the state of the cosmos uh, before creation. The parable used in Vedic theory of creation has nine stages and it's enumerated below. And I'm going to give it to you. So we'll go to the nine stages of creation, Vedic creation. The first stage of creation, due to the desire of Maha, Vishnu, there is a disturbance in the equilibrium of the three qualities, Rajas, Sattva, and Tamas. So that means protons, electrons, neutrons, which result in the formation um, of subtle, subtle invisible matter called the Maha Tattva. Particles of the small matter, that is the wave-particle duality, called Mahatattva, are the basis of the universe. So we know that the universe is made, it's, it's a magnetic field, and it's made of wave-particle duality, uh, and this is called Mahatattva. Um, Sorry, the particles of the smallest matter, as in the wave-particle duality called Mahatattva, are the basis of the universe. They give rise to everything to follow. From these particles, they give rise to further creation. Thus, we get buddhi, intellect, from which we get aham, or false ego, manas, or mind. This Mahatattva was the great Mahavishnu glance. It is therefore the state in which the elements differentiate and become ready for the creation of the physical universe. The physical universe is a virtual reality that is real but temporary. Sorry, I'm having my soup at the same time because it's a little bit chilly today. The scientific version is as mentioned in the book, in the beginning of, the, uh, of this uh, podcast. Uh, the scientists believe that the, that the earth is, sorry, uh, that approximately 4.6 billion years ago, a giant star in our galaxy exploded. It sent shock waves through the universe, forming a huge cloud of hydrogen. The hydrogen was filled with nebulae. Um, this hydrogen field was filled with nebulae, which encircled in an orbit to form Mars. That's a sun. Uh, this Mars that is us was born this mass then became the sun and our creator was born so creator is actually the sun um as the nebulae all gravitated together and uh, formed this mass so the gravitational field around the sun becomes our solar universe the second state of creation this is for which is called pancha mahabhut Punch means five. Thus, at this stage, we have matter in different forms. That means um, ak akash, air, ap or jala, water, agni or tejas, fire, prithvi, the earth, vayu or pavan, ether. Ether. The five tanta mantras are formed. The, these elements are sound, touch, taste, form, and smell. Many would recognize these elements as the famous platonic elements. The human body is a combination of the chemical of these chemical compounds of nature. So this is the evolution of photosynthesis taking place. And our human body is, is the cosmos, and we have we are photosynthesis of the cosmos. 
and we are made out of air, water, uh, fire, earth, and ether. Okay. So the third stage of creation or sarga, the creation of the mind or man, uh, gives birth to the concept of dash dash indrian. This is where the five senses, perceptions, and elements of life are formed. So we have the five sensory perceptions. Uh, uh, ear, skin, eyes, tongue, nose, five sensory organs of action, mouth, uh, arms, legs, excretory and reproductive. All this means the electromagnetic field of our universe is photosynthesizing. Thus the three stages of creation are known as Pratik Sarga. They are not a creation of the creator or Brahma, but a, a form out of the energy of Mahavishnu known as Prakriti, that means before creation. They are the foundation of our solar system, our universe, and the beginning of the evolution of life. This tells a story that every time Vishnu exhales, a universe is formed. Every time he inhales, the, the universe contracts and, and is finally destroyed. At this present time, science supports this fact that the universe is contracting. It also supports the view that there are several solar systems in the galaxy. Uh, our solar system is not unique. Uh, another form of Vishnu is seen reclining on a serpent in the earth in each universe. The universe is called Hiran, Hiranya Garba. I repeat, Hiranya Garba, born out of a golden womb or golden egg. In science, this analogy of the universe, the egg, is called a heliosphere. Okay, so a heliosphere in, in English and Hiranya Garba in, in uh, Sanskrit. After a thousand Mahayugas, that means a thousand cycles, the first being is formed out of the navel of Vishnu called Brahma or Ka. Brahma is the creator, uh, the sun of all things and of all things in the universe, that is the Brahman. The Brahman is the universe. So the fourth stage of creation, Mukhya Sarga, where the Brahma, the creator, creates pla planets' hands, planets, lands, and mountains. So from this F photosynthesis, uh, the mass, all the nebulae gravitate and form mass. This mass then evolves, the photo photosynthesize, and we have um, the planets, the lands, the mountains, of our universe, of our planet are formed. The photosynthesis of the cosmos then leads to the metamorphosis in diff in, into different species of life on the planet. So the fifth stage is the Tiryak Sarga, six different types of vegetation covering trees, herbs, creepers, and 12 different varieties of birds and different animals are created. Sixth stage of creation, the Deva Sarga. Uh, advanced species of life and other celestial beings. Brahma, the creator, at one point was filled with negative energy, asuras or demons. When he let go of the dark aspect of this being the tamas, it created night. He then created positive energy, sattvic, which created the deities, which led to brightness, thus creating daytime. The seventh stage of creation, Manush Sarga, or Manu Sarga. Manu being the first man or the human species of mankind, the parable tells us that the Brahma, the creator, stopped to take a look at his work and created humankind out of his own image. Very much like the Bible, 
which we uh, the Vedic story uh, called Swayambhu Manu, born of, of his own image. He was born out of the Kaya of his own father, Brahma, is the first man, Brahma, and Yafom. Along with this, Brahma the creator, we have Satarpura, that is the female form, also along which the male form were assigned to, uh, assigned to progenate the planet. The eighth stage, Anurag Sarga, meaning to foster, to support, to uphold, to promote, and to develop positive energy. It has, it, it has the part of creation, where the intellect or the cognitive aspect of mankind was created. It, it is this period where the qualities of good and bad we dwell up balanced. The ninth stage of creation, the ninth and final stage of Brahma, the creator, is where the species of man. So this photosynthesis then leads to the formation of different species of life. According to the Vedas, the lifespan of our universe is 100 Brahma years. That is 311.4 trillion human years divided into four cycles or yoga. We have completed 155.52 trillion years, that is two cycles, where Vishnu exhales, that means uh, that's expanding. Current contracting state of the universe is, considering the, is considered the two remaining cycles, where Vishnu inhales. This part is called the Kali Yuga, or darkness, or the cycles of ignorance. Basically, it's cymatic frequencies of the universe scale. With the corresponding scriptures of the Vedas, namely the Srimad Bhagavata, we have the diameter of the universe, that is uh, 5.20.38 or 500,000 yojanas. One yojana is equal to approximately 9 miles, so it's 4.5 trillion miles. So, the four Vedas or knowledge of our cosmos is the Rig Veda, the Yajur Veda, Sama Veda, and the Artha Veda are created from the creator's Brahma's mouth. The cosmos or the, or the infinite is represented by four gunas uh, or qualities, thus Brahman, Kshatriya, Vaisha, and Shudra, manifested from the Brahman's mouth, arms, thighs, and feet respectively. Most people would have heard of these four qualities by name of the caste system as mentioned above. Uh, in previous podcast. However, they are concepts denoting equal limbs of the creator and they are, are a parable to explain the infinite and equal limbs representing cosmic equilibrium and not man-made human concept of serfdom. So let's go to another concept in the Vedas, the three murtis uh, or three deities in one. Something very much like the trinity in Christianity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. A concept we believe was taken from the Sanskrit, ancient Sanskrit texts. The three deities that make up the three murti are Brahma, Shiva, and Vishnu. Brahma is the first, being hence the creator. Shiva is the destroyer. Uh, is the so Brahma is the magnetic field. Shiva is the destroyer, the soul negative field. Uh, and Vishnu is the protons, the positive energy. Thus, we have the electromagnetic field. Okay, the, the three points, the three angles. The deity Mahavishnu has, has or symbolizes nine reincarnations or nine avatars. Each avatar is a stage which symbolizes the evolution of man. So the nine avatars of Vishnu, 
Vishnu are as follows. Matsya, avatar, half human, half fish. Kurma, avatar, tortoise, amphibian, living in both water and land. Varsha, avatar, half human, half pig. Narsima, avatar, half human, half lion. Vamana, avatar, pygmy. Parasurama, man. Rama, man. Krishna, man. And Kalki, man. Thus, we have the evolution, the photosynthesis of life in, in the parable form. Now, the basis of man and all life on the planet is based on duality, that's between two principles, prakriti, that's particle, and purush, the wave. Uh, hence, the wave-particle duality of the modern world in cosmic uh, mechanics. So, that is what we have time for today. Um, that is the story of creation um, of our planet in Vedic terms. Uh, I invite you to go and, and uh, research it. Please research it. Um, I have given you links in the previous chapter, I think, uh, crystallinks.com. And you can go on to it and, and take a look at it because it's absolutely fantastic. Familiarize yourself with it for those who don't know. But it's very interesting information. Our ancestors knew about this way before uh, the Abrahamic feudal religion started. And so this is important to know. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow and with a short podcast again. Until then, you have yourself a great day.